Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, Chapter 29, Krishna and the Gopis Meet, Text Number 19. Rajani Esa Gura Rupa Gura Satvani Sevita Pratiyata Vrajam Neha Yam Stribi Sumajamaham Rajan Yesagura Rupa Gura Satwani Sivita Pratiyatavrajamneha Stayam Stribi Sumajamaha Rajan Yesagura Rupa Gura Satwani Sivita Pratiyatavrajamneha Stayam Stribi Rajani night Isa this Gorarupa fearsome in appearance Gorasatva by fearsome creatures Nisevita populated Pratyata Please return, Vrajam, to the coward village of Raja. Na, not, Iha, here, 
Stiyam should stay. Stribi women. Sumajamaha, O slender waisted girls. Translation This night is quite frightening, and frightening creatures are lurking about. Return to Vraja, slender waisted girls. This is not a proper place for women. Purport. Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has written the following charming commentary on this verse. The gopis thought, Alas, alas, even after shattering our family responsibilities, our sobriety and our shame, and enjoying us day after day, and after now dragging us here by the sound of his flute, he's asking us why we have come. As the gopis cast sidelong glances at one another, the Lord said, If you try to tell me that you've come to get night-blooming flowers to use in the worship of God, and that it is these flowers you were looking at with your sidelong glances, I will have to reject your excuses, unacceptable, since neither the time, place, nor persons involved are appropriate. This is the Lord's meaning in the verse beginning, Rajani. He might have said, even though there is abundant moonlight this time of night, is very fearsome because many snakes, scorpions, and other dangerous creatures too small for you to see are lying beneath the creepers, roots, and twigs. Therefore, this time is unsuitable for gathering flowers. And not only the time, but also this place is unsuitable for you to gather flowers. Because at night, terrible creatures such as tigers are abroad here. Therefore, you should go back to Vraja. But the gopis may object. Let us just rest for a few minutes, and then we will go. Then the Lord might reply, Women shouldn't remain in this kind of place. In other words, because of the time and place, it's wrong for persons like yourself to stay here even for a moment. Furthermore, by the word sumajama, O slender-waisted ones, the Lord implied, You're beautiful young girls, and I'm a beautiful young boy. Because you're all very chaste, and I'm a brahmachari, as confirmed by the words Krishna brahmachari, in the Sruti, Gopatapani Upanishad, there should be no fault in our being in the same place. Nonetheless, the mind can never be trusted, neither yours nor my own. The Lord's inner eagerness thus hinted at it is obvious if we read his words between the lines as follows. If out of shyness you cannot tell me the reason you've come, then don't speak. I already know it anyway. So just listen as I tell it to you. Thus the Lord speaks the words beginning Rajani. The following statement by Krishna is based on an alternative meaning of the verse derived when the Sanskrit words are separated in a different way. The alternative separation, according to Srila Vishnu Chakravarti, would be Rajani Eza Agora Rupa Agora Satvani Sevita Pratyatavrajam Na Iasteyam Stribi Sumajima. Through Srila Vishnu commentary, Krishna now explains the meaning of this division of words. The pervasive moonshine has made this night appear not at all fearsome, and therefore this forest is populated by harmless creatures such as deer, agora sattvai, or else by animals such as tigers that are harmless because of Vrindavan's natural non-violent atmosphere. Consequently, this night should not frighten you. <coughs> or else, Krishna may have meant... You should not be afraid of your own husbands 
and other relatives because the night being populated by fearsome animals, they will not come near this place. Therefore, please do not go back to Vraja. Na pratiyata, but stay there, but stay here in my company. Ihasteyam. The gopis may ask the Lord, how are you staying here? The Lord answers, with women. But are you satisfied to keep just any women in your company? The Lord replies to this with the word sumajima, meaning only women who are young and beautiful, who have slender waists, namely yourselves, should stay here with me and not others. Thus we can appreciate that Krishna's statements are full of considerate as well as neglectful sentiments. Krishna's words are certainly brilliant because into the rules of Sanskrit grammar they may be understood in either of two opposite ways. In the first case, as translated above, Lord Krishna continues to tease the gopis by telling them the night is dangerous and inauspicious and that they should go home. But Krishna is simultaneously saying exactly the opposite, namely that there is absolutely no reason for the gopis to fear coming to the Lord, that the night is quite auspicious and that the girls should under no circumstances go back home. Does Lord Krishna simultaneously teases and enchants the gopis with his words. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gyanandana Salakya Shakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Si Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sigurau Si Yudapada Kamalam Sigurun Vaisnavam Stya Si Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaraganatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Si Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sivisakan Vitam Stya he Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinavanda Jagatpate Vopesa Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavane Swari Visabhanu Sutta Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Tarubhyacha Kripa Sindhuvyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaisnavibhyo Namo Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Garada Sri Vasadi Gora Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Rajani is a Gora Rupa. Uh, so the night is very fearful in its appearance. Um, the, there are very dangerous creatures uh, here. Gora Sutvanisevita. This place is populated by very dangerous creatures. Uh, so Therefore, this is not a place. Uh, this is not a place for you. Uh, uh, 
slender-waisted women, the, the weaker sex, uh, who need protection. How can you, uh, how can you deal with such threatening elements in this situation? Therefore, you are here completely in the wrong place at the wrong time, and please go back immediately. In this way, Krishna was trying to uh, discourage the gopis. Uh, as they had come, as they had heard the flute, as they had dropped everything, whatever they were doing, uh, some, some were boiling milk, some were nursing children, it didn't matter. Whatever it was, they immediately just stopped it and left. In this way, not only did they just leave home, but their behavior was, was outrageous because many of the gopis were married and they were in family life with duties and now they just left everything and with that they left their their social reputation they just broke their chastity their dedication to their husband in a moment just in a moment and then uh, without any second thought without considering material advantage and disadvantage in this way the gopis were completely surrendered and their only interest was the satisfaction of Krishna and nothing else. And so, uh, when the opportunity arose and the invitation of Krishna was there to engage in his service, they chose immediately for devotional service. They didn't calculate, what am I getting from devotional service? What am I giving up? Uh, some were at a comfortable house. Uh, they had nice, dedicated husbands. They had everything. And they gave it all up. All that security. All the material security. So they had uh, come in the mood of making a complete sacrifice. They didn't just respond to the playing of the flute, but in that they had made... Uh, a great sacrifice. Uh, they were ready to sacrifice everything for the pleasure of the Lord. Then, when they arrived, Krishna was testing them. Um, one can say teasing them. Yes, well, he was also testing them. Have you really given everything up? Or did you just impulsively live home without duly considering uh, did you think about it? And do you realize now where the situation is and that it's dangerous here and that you're not safe? Uh, but the gopis had no interest, uh, no interest in any material consideration. They knew uh, here is Krishna. He is our worshipable Lord. And we will attain perfection in our life by dedicating 
every fiber of our existence to his pleasure. And there is nothing else that has any importance whatsoever. Therefore, although Krishna presented these arguments and, uh, you know, reasonable arguments, if you really look at it, I mean, I don't know if you have been in a forest in the night where there are wild animals, but generally speaking, we are a little bit apprehensive. Looking around, and when there's some strange sound, what was that? You know, you're expecting something. We don't just kind of, in a relaxed way, walk into the forest in the middle of the night, uh, a forest full of wild animals. Uh, Yes, but the gopis, they didn't even think about such things. Uh, They had absolutely no interest. They were completely surrendered to Krishna. Uh, And because they were completely surrendered to Krishna, they were ready to leave destiny entirely up to Krishna. Uh, Living or dying, that is as Krishna desires, right? Uh, whatever may come, it is, it is Krishna's will, and therefore it is fine. So no need, no need to worry and think what will happen to me, uh, how is my life going, uh, what arrangements do we have, and if everything is in place, is there something missing, is there some arrangement we have to make just to make sure there is the proper balance of security and activity. Excitement and enjoyment? Uh, No, the gopis were not thinking in this way. The gopis were relying on Krishna. Uh, They had faith. Raksisya titi visva so. They had the faith. Krishna will protect us. We are protected. Uh, We are fully dedicated to satisfying his his senses, Rishikesa, Rishikesa, Sevanam Bhakti Ruchate, no other interest. They had given up all other identifications. And as such, uh, they had no false ego. They had no false attachments. They were not attached to the body or to all the objects relating to the body, ahammameti, they were completely uh, focused on Krishna and therefore never even thought of any dangers. And when Krishna reminded them, uh, it did not in any way affect them. They did not think, well, uh, we didn't think of that. Uh, This forest is really full of... uh, Gora Rupa, Gora Sattva, uh, ghastly creatures, dangerous actually. Uh, yeah. No, they never thought like that. They just simply accepted uh, destiny. So that is pure devotional service, where we just accept Maya Jakshena Prakriti Suyati Sacharam Hitunanena Kuntia Jagatvi Parivartate. Everything is under the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, not a blade of grass moves without his will. Therefore, there is no need to try and control the material energy. 
And because they were free from this propensity to control the material energy, therefore <coughs> they were not distracted. Therefore they were able to fully focus on Krishna. But when we engage in devotional service and we are still concerned with the conditions of the material energy, then we are always distracted. And therefore, our service to Krishna can never be uh, wholeheartedly performed. Then uh, our focus is weak. Then chanting and concentrating is difficult. Then dealing with material desires is hard. Then how to keep the balance between material life and spiritual life. And just all these kind of thoughts are just predominating our minds, the gopis did not care about any balance. They just walked out of the house in the middle of the night. They said, well, we'll go tomorrow during the day. You know, why, why go? In the middle of the night is when you lock your door. It's sort of like some little security, you know. You never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But no. They knew. Uh, any. So-called security in this world is, is, is simply an illusion. Any so-called guarantee of safety or any facility, so-called facility for happiness, it's all illusion. We are all to be defeated. In this material world... Uh, defeat meets all of us. That is the nature. There's no question of winning. Winning in the fight with the material energy. No. For a while, it may look, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm doing really well. I'm a great success, yes. But that success is simply a trap that will ensnare us more and more. Now I have so much wealth. Now I have so much more attachment. Now I have the most beautiful lady in the entire world. Poor man. <laughs> she's going to be very demanding. And if you don't satisfy her, she'll trade you in a moment for someone else. Chew them up and spit them out. So... No. The gopis have no interest. Kamini uh, Kanchini. They have no interest in lusty affairs. They have no interest in any material profit. Still, in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, we see the verse <laughs> Gopya Kamat Bayat Kamsu. Uh, it is said that the gopis, through their lusty desires, uh, Kamsa, through his fear, um, the other uh, relatives, such as the Vrishnis, through their family relationship, and we, the ordinary devotees, through uh, hard work in devotional service, can make the relationship with Krishna. So the relationship between Krishna and the gopis is described as kama, as lust, kama, gopya kamat. 
through there. But that lust is not the same as the material lust that we're speaking about. When everything centers around satisfying our own senses, that is lust. When we are satisfying the senses of Krishna, that is called prem. So when the gopis were engaged in so-called lusty activities, these activities were obviously um, only apparently activities of calm, activities of lust. Right? They were actually activities of prem. Uh, meanwhile, Srimata Radharani preparing to meet Krishna is, is expertly dressed by so many servants. And just the tilak alone is, is a job and a half. I don't know about you and tilak. Me and tilak is a drama in the morning every time. Oh gosh. And it's not only on my face. It's always somewhere where it shouldn't be. Uh, but they take so much time to just get it right and to just make a design which is aimed to drive Krishna mad. That's the purpose. That's the aim. Uh, just as any other girl will sit in front of the mirror and put uh, some cream and put some little color and put some there and <laughs> glues on some eyelashes and, you know, glues on extra nails and God knows what. Uh, uh, some, something here, something there. It's a whole thing. Uh, and all. And they dress to kill. <laughs> That's it. They dress to kill. Right? Oh yes. Subjugate. Right? Just walk through through the room and capture and subjugate. <laughs> yes. So <coughs> It seems that there is no difference. It seems that the gopis also are dressing in that way. Nothing is just casual. Oh no, everything is carefully chosen. Everything is, yes, sumajama, slender waisted. So let's highlight it. Let's put a belt. Let's put a girdle. Let's put different clothes to highlight those slender waists in case he didn't notice it. Mm. Oh, yes. Ah, and to draw his mind and attention there and to make him think. So these are, are the typical interactions of lusty activities, activities to awake lusty desires. Ah. So the pastimes of Radha and Krishna and the gopis are very difficult to understand. It is said, in the nectar of devotion, we find five rasas described, five principal rasas. And it is explained that these uh, five principal rasas are the 
Maduya, conjugal, vatsalya, parental, sakya, friendship, dasyam, servitorship, and santa neutrality, that um, these out of these five rasas, four are known as sambandhanuga, and the other one is known as kamanuga. One is following the path of sambandha, entering into a relationship with Krishna, and conjugal love is described as kamanuga, as following the path of lust. So, in this way, it is very complicated. Um, Krishna is attracting the gopis by playing his flute. Um, he plays, he puts his heart into it, and it is in that his heart is speaking. Uh, Krishna does Kaviraj Goswami, no, it was Rupa Goswami in his Vidakta Madhava who describes that when Krishna blows his flute, all the gopis hear um, that drop everything and leave home. And that is what they hear. But Srimata Radharani, she doesn't hear that. She hears something else. When she hears the playing of the flute, she hears, you are the only one. In this way, uh, she is, uh, they are all drawn to Krishna. So Krishna's flute playing is not just a musical performance, but Krishna's flute playing is an intricate expression of his heart, of his love, of his intentions. Everything is in there. Uh, in this way, Krishna's flute playing can drive the mind mad. In the Nectar of Devotion, we find descriptions how different personalities are responding to uh, <coughs> Krishna's flute playing. It says, Lord Shiva starts to dance like mad, playing his din-din drum. And, uh, and the whole universe, everyone, is touched by this uh, flute playing of Krishna. So it is very, um, a very deep and profound expression. Um, and ultimately, of Krishna's love. Because that is the nature of the pastimes between Radha and Krishna. These pastimes are not based on lust. They are based on love. It is said Krishna is always thinking of his devotee and the devotee is always thinking of Krishna. <coughs> In this way, not just why are they always thinking of each other because there is mutual love, huh? mutual love. And this is the whole purpose of the, the Ras Lila. Rasa uh, Vaisaha. Uh, Krishna is known as the embodiment of Rasa, or sometimes translated as the reservoir of pleasure. Um, so it is all about pleasure. But what is Krishna's greatest pleasure is when he sees that his devotees, are enjoying. And what is the greatest pleasure of his devotees when they see that Krishna is enjoying? So mutually, from both sides, they are, are trying to please the other. 
And as the gopis are meeting Krishna, trying to uh, bring Krishna to, to a point of ecstasy. And yes, they are trying to capture Krishna. They're trying to subjugate Krishna. They're trying to control his mind and drive him mad with desire and love to enjoy with him, with them. And in this way, uh, Krishna's, Krishna's desires, Krishna's taste of Ras is increasing many fold. Uh, and newer and newer Ras is, is experienced by Krishna and his love is growing. And equally so, uh, the love of the gopis is endlessly growing as Krishna is, is interacting with them. Here in the material world, in the affairs of lust, everything is about the flesh, and therefore uh, everything is very, very quick. Right? One, two, three, put... Okay, let's take the covering off and let's put the hands on, yes, on, on the object of enjoyment. Right? Oh yes, let me get my fingers on there as quick as possible. That is the, the, the way of material lust. Um, but we see that when Radha and Krishna finally meet, which is very rare and very difficult, because there are all these elders that block them and make it difficult. Uh, Jotila, then Kotila, uh, says Kotila is who has a pot belly and breasts like string beans is the most beautiful girl in all of Vrindavan and therefore she is not influenced by any attraction to Krishna. This, this sister of Radharani's so-called husband, and she is always guarding Radharani and so is Jyotila, her mother-in-law, always guarding her. So stolen moments, very difficult to achieve. So when finally Radha and Krishna meet, then the exchanges are so intricate, um, like it is described that uh, because there are elders, they uh, when they see each other, they try to hide their natural attraction for one another. And so, but it is not possible. So Radharani notices that Krishna, when he sees her, that he's smiling, but he tries to suppress that smile. And therefore it shows only a little bit at the corner of his mouth. In response to that, Srimati Radharani also begins to smile a little bit. Krishna has noticed that she, that she has seen that he is smiling and he can see her smiling. Then Radharani notices that Krishna has noticed that she saw him smiling at the corner and therefore she starts to smile more. And then Krishna notices that she has noticed. And in this way, it just goes on and on and their smile just increases and increases until at one point they're just beaming beaming, looking at each other. So simple things are becoming very meaningful. Uh, you know, in lusty affairs, a quick smile, smile here, smile there. Now let's get to the real business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh, 
The real business is in the smile. The real business is in the ras. The real business is in the increase of love and tasting all these varieties of expression of that love. And there's no limit to, to that taste. So that is the nature of Ras Lila. And this is what is being uh, displayed here between Krishna and the gopis. And that, of course, is Kamanuga pastimes or the conjugal pastimes are difficult to understand because we are still influenced by material attraction to the flesh and therefore we tend to project uh, our material consciousness on these pastimes. And therefore it is uh, recommended that we philosophically approach these pastimes with the proper understanding that we're dealing here with pure love, that we're dealing here with the mood of giving, that we're dealing here with the utmost selflessness. There is no selfishness at all in this, this exchange. There is complete selflessness. And from both sides. So that pure love is being experienced in various tastes and mallows. And uh, we are here to witness. Now, in the Ras Lila, the demigods were also uh, able to witness. They were in the sky and they were in their planes and looking from above. And as, as the demigods were distant and could not fully understand what was really happening there, but at the same time were amazed by the exchanges. Uh, the demigods and their wives were in their planes watching what is going on. And we similarly uh, here now with our lack of pure unalloyed Krishna consciousness are now also observing these pastimes. So it is fine. It is fine because we are protected by all the philosophy that Srila Prabhupada has taught us. And we are thoroughly protected by uh, so many verses which point out that Krishna is the enjoyer. Bhaktaram yagyatapasam and rishikena rishikesena bhaktuchite. That the satisfaction of Krishna's senses. Uh, that our devotional service should be Krishna Anushilanam, should be favorable to Krishna. And like this, verse after verse, lecture after lecture, we have been re reminded it's about the pleasure of Krishna. So even when our senses get a little bit uh, attracted when we hear uh, slender, wasted girls, uh huh. Deco, yeah. Slender, wasted girls. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the water? Um. Thank you. Yeah. So, in this way, it is said, Durga me patimendasya skalat padaketir mohu yet krishna sun. Svastidhanena Santa Santavalam Banam. 
Krishnadas Kaviras Goswami said, my path is very difficult. Why is it difficult? Uh, my feet are slipping again and again. I'm not fixed on this spiritual path due to whatever material conditioning. But with the stick of the mercy of the Vaishnavas, uh, for my support, I can stay on the path. So this is how it is possible for us to approach the Ras Lila with the stick of the mercy of the Vaishnavas, with transcendental knowledge. Can we understand and can we also appreciate the depth of, of real love, which in this world cannot be found, of complete selflessness. And so in this way, uh, we can become greatly purified by hearing about this Ras Nila. Any questions or comments? Panchagoda Prabhu. The mercy of the Vaishnavas is the mercy of the Vaishnavas is always available. So, what does it mean to get the mercy of the Vaishnavas? I mean, it's a they're giving their teachings, they're giving their heart into Krishna. So, someone who comes and said, "Give me your mercy," what does that mean? Yeah. Um, mercy can be. Uh, can manifest in very subtle ways where we can't see it, you know, just some invisible blessings are being transferred. Um, it's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, in, uh, just by seeing a Vaishnava with Tilak, we are blessed. So is, all these things are there. What to speak, the Vaishnava is carrying uh, credits with Krishna. He, Devotional service is Sri Krishna Karsani. So the Vaishnava to a degree has attracted Krishna. Therefore the Vaishnava has the power to attract Krishna. And whatever a Vaishnava desires that Krishna will, uh, will bestow upon us, Krishna will be inclined. Therefore when we ask blessings from the Vaishnavas or mercy from the Vaishnavas, uh, you know, you say, please ask Krishna to shower me with some blessings. That is one aspect. And the Vaishnavas are, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur also explains about the Kalyana Kalpataru, the auspicious desire tree of devotional service and how the Vaishnavas are the custodians of that tree. And so they are maintaining the tree of pure devotional service collectively. Alone, we have a tendency to, you know, neglect the tree. We're not such good gardeners and that, uh, you know, the tree easily dries up a bit here and there. So it says in the, in the community of the Vaishnavas who are the custodians, that tree is restored in its original glory. So in this way, we are, uh, also looking for that mercy of the Vaishnavas who just in a community, yeah, keep it all together. And somehow or other, you know, we look at each other and some, and when we look at the material plane, we can think, look at this guy, you know, I know him, you know, but somehow or other, we chant Hare Krishna together, right? <coughs> it's like, uh, yeah, somehow or other, somehow or other, being together, 
we uh, we pulled through in devotional service. Give me your mercy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, I don't have a lot of credit with Krishna, but whatever credit I have, Panchagoda, it's yours. If I have any credit, it's yeah. I mean, for all that you have done for me over the years, I'm indebted. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Krishna. Maharaj, he was speaking about that um, gopis, they left everything yeah. to meet Krishna. So, similar way, we also leave our family and everything, but still we have the attachment. How can we remove that attachment? Yeah, you know, we leave our family, but not like the gopis did, right? <laughs> the gopis, they really left everything, dropped everything. We sort of leave and we tell them first, well, I'm leaving for some time and, you know, and we still have some, uh, some bank accounts there with some savings and we still, if we really want to, we can go back. We keep, we keep the door open a little bit. Yeah. We don't completely give up. The gopis just absolutely uh, did the impossible. A lady in India, in traditional India, leaving home in the night. In the night, remember? Like, you're not coming back in. You spend the night outside the house, this is it. Out. You're out. We, don't, we will not take you back. No, 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 no. You cannot. A lady cannot spend the night away from home. No way. Right? Already beginning with that. What? Uh, to speak? And then, uh, of course, uh, I'm sure it wasn't only the gopis that heard the flute. Right? I mean, their relatives also heard the flute. Right? So, they can understand. You know, it's like, what is this? And this is, this is, this is... The, imagine, even today, and India today is kacha, right? The standards are down. But even in India today, this would be shocking. Uh, what to speak 5,000 years ago? They left everything. We left a home, but let's see. Uh, we leave home and then we make a new home in Vrindavan. <laughs> nice. Home in every town and village. <laughs> Somewhere over there, I saw a hand earlier. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Please explain the Anubhat Pranavs. Maharaj, you said like uh, the gopi had no lusty desire and their only business is to please Krishna. So, wondering, um, I mean, they were ever aware that uh, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I mean, why they are so attached to Krishna? Yeah, because Krishna is all attractive. Right? He's all attractive. So the question why, but because there was no false ego in between, that full attraction of Krishna could work on us, on, on them. On us, because there is false ego and ahammameti, material attachments and things related to the body, uh, my body is myself, all these things are my possessions for my enjoyment. All these things are becoming like a wall between, a wall of false ego between us and Krishna. And therefore, we are not fully attracted to Krishna, 
attracted to Krishna, but also to the new phone and also to so many other things, to the money and to, you know, the lusty enjoyment, you see. But the gopis were free of these kinds of things. Um, that meant, obviously, that they were already devotees. Right? They didn't just become a devotee when they heard the flute. Huh? They were devotees. They were pure devotees. They were completely pure devotees. Therefore, the full attraction was working for them. So if we also, the more we become purified, the more we'll become attracted to Krishna. That is our business now. To cleanse the heart by devotional service. Then we become selfless. Then we'll also become more attracted to Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, how do we learn to rely on Krishna like the gopis? Because so sometimes bad things happen and then we just lose faith on relying on Krishna or Krishna's devotees. We just... Satovriti, to follow in the footsteps. We can anukar and anusar. Anusar means to follow, anukar means to imitate. We cannot imitate the gopis and act as if we are like them, detached. We are not, but anusar, by, by engaging in devotional service. And by taking up more and more devotional service, we'll become purified by that service and gradually we'll become more detached, like they were detached. You know, they had families, they had children, they were totally detached, right? They didn't think, okay, it's gonna, it's a tough choice between Krishna and my baby. Yeah? No. It wasn't like that. They were not ripped in, in two parts, you know. Part of me is attracted to this flute. Other, oh, my child, how can I leave you? But I must, because meeting Krishna is ultimately greater. No. Well, there was no inner battle, nothing. They were totally detached. So that takes time. Become attached to Krishna, and then one becomes detached uh, automatically. Yeah, because we become fulfilled, right? Just as in eating, you know, when we are full, then even if I offer you your favorite preparation, you go, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, I don't want it. Yeah. So when we're fulfilled, we can become detached. Then we're not so affected. Then we're near a picture, not affected by all these material hardships. Thank you, Maharaj, for the nice class, Maharaj. Uh, Maharaj, uh, the demigods, they were, they were witnessing all these pastimes of the Lord, like all the different uh, past childhood pastimes, including the Rasa dance and all. So the demigods are not the pure devotees, like they are Sakam devotees. So how come they got the opportunity to witness all these pastimes? And did that, these, witnessing these pastimes made them pure devotees eventually? Hare Krishna. The demigods are 
not just Sakama devotees, right? The demigods are in a category of their own. Yes, there may be Sakama, there may be material desire is still with them. But at the same time, there is so much punya, and they are just so exalted right, in, in living a life by dharma that is inconceivable to us. Uh, for us to live a life by dharma is like, uh, do I really have to? Uh, uh, the impiety in us is very strong. So we cannot imagine the piety of the demigods. And due to this extraordinary piety, they are close. They're very close. Close to the spiritual reality. They are deeply in the mode of goodness. We are, it's said in Briyad Bhagavatamrita, on the celestial planets, the basic mode is the mode of goodness. Here on this planetary system, the basic mode is passion enjoy the senses and then as an afterthought dharma kicks in like the break uh oh no i can't do that because it's not dharmic okay that's the best relationship we have with dharma but the demigods they have the best relationship with dharma they are completely living it every moment and then if there is some material desire, Krishna is also inclined towards them. After all, they are his agents, they're his servants, they're upholding, they're upholding religious principles in the universe. So, all right. And they get the best facility, so they enjoy. And Krishna then also gives them some, gives them transcendental mercy. Yes, you come. Due to your great achievements, you come and you can see to encourage them further right? towards pure devotional service. Then there are personalities like Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva also there who are not just uh, uh, your average demigod. Now you're talking about uh, Vaishnava, Yadashambhu, you talk about Lord Brahma, the head of our Sampradaya, so it all gets like uh, uh, we're dealing with very exalted personalities, very exalted. Well, okay. I thank you very, very much. It's been a pleasure. And Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Grantarat Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Gaurabhakta Vrinda ki jai.